Welcome, welcome, welcome. What an awesome card we had over the weekend. We had a lot of really great wins, some uh, rough losses, and some weird stuff happen. So I'm just going to give you guys a quick breakdown. We can go over our score predictions and see what came to fruition. All right, guys, on the early prelim card, we had Malcolm Gordon versus Jimmy the Brick. We had the Brick winning, and that's exactly what happened. Round two submission by the Brick. We got one right so far. Then we go to Jasmine. Uh, this this name are butchered. Uh, Jasmine Husadavicius Hus- uh, versus Priscilla Koshera. Priscilla actually did not make weight, so that was a, a big thing for Jasmine, she was pretty pissed, but she did win performance of the night for that, which is awesome. Um, she had a th- third round submission. She killed it, man. She uh, she kind of beat up Priscilla pretty bad. If you guys want to want to take a look at the pictures, it was nuts. She was beat up, bloody on the ground, and then she uh, Jasmine just decided to rub some more dirt in her face and choked her out, which is awesome. Next, we've got Johan Leidnis versus Sam Patterson. Uh, Patterson won via submission first round, so that was a really good fight to watch. Uh, Johan was actually favored to win that fight, which is uh, pretty crazy. Mind you, again, he was he is Canada-born, so he was probably favored to win because he was Canada, but I guess stats can say otherwise. But yeah, Sam Patterson went out there and put on a, a submission game, and he walked out champ. So that was our early prelims. Next, we're going to move on to the prelims. First fight, we had a woman's strawweight bout against or with Jillian Robertson versus Pollyanna Vienna. Vienna sausage, if you will. <laughs> so... This fight, it went to Robertson. Um, she was favored to win as well. It was via, via second round TKO. TKO. Um, great fight to watch. That one was pretty quick. I, I thought it was going to go the full three rounds. And I think, I believe I gave that one to Vienna, but Carlos had Robertson. So good on Carlos. He's got a, he's, he's a, got a winning prediction rate right now. Um, then we move on to Sirhei Day versus Ramon Tavares. I went Day um, and actually went to Ramon via split decision. Again, Day was favored to win this fight, but Tavares brought it home with the split decision. And then we had Charles Jordan versus Sean Woodson. This one was uh, pretty funny to watch. Well, not funny to watch. It was a great fight. They both put on an awesome clinical for ground game and, uh, or sorry, uh, standing. It was mostly standing, mostly uh, uh, some good striking but it was when it came to the end when Bruce Buffer announced the card and who won. Uh, it kind of sounded like somebody said Charles. Some said Sean. To me, it sounded like he didn't say anywhere near those two names. But eventually, everybody raised Charles Charles's hand. Then came to find out that actually Sean won. So that was a nice little uh, mess up there. But um, then we move on to... Brad Conta versus Garrett Armfield. I believe I had Conta winning. I want to say that was my my guess, but we actually uh, Armfield won via unanimous decision as well, even though he also was not favored. Now we're going to move on to the main card, the big one. So this is an awesome card. A lot of really good fights, a lot of really good things that happened, a lot of new people to watch so let's get right into it so we had first fight arnold allen versus mobsar evolov this was an awesome fight i think both these guys put up a great great performance arnold really kept pushing forward mobsar also was just good he was good on defense he was good on the ground he was good on striking um i gave this one to mobsar and so did carlos as well and we both had it right. Um, we both said it was going to be a win. We didn't dictate. We didn't uh, state what 
uh, what way we were, he was going to win, but he did win via unanimous decision, and he was favored. So good on Mavsar. That makes his uh, winning streak now to 18, which is pretty exciting for him. Um, so he's he's a very important player in the game to look forward to. I think he's going to make some waves in the featherweight division. Now we're going to move on to the middleweight bout with Chris Curtis versus Marc-Andre Barriot. This fight was, to say the least, not very exciting. Um, usually, and Carlos stated this yesterday, usually the fights that involve Chris Curtis are, or he, sorry, he stated it last episode, but the fights involving Chris C Curtis are usually very exciting. They're, they're high paced, good striking game. And, uh, that's not really what we got this, uh, this last weekend. The fight card was supposed to cause some fireworks, but it didn't. It was pretty dull throughout most of the fight. I don't think it was mainly a part of Chris. I think there could have been more done, but most of that dullness did come from Mark. Um, Mark didn't really push very hard. He didn't uh, keep the pace high, and it wasn't until the end, I would say maybe with two minutes left of the very third round, uh, they started kind of just standing and banging, and it was exciting to watch at the very end. Um, but yeah, that uh, went, went to chris curtis via split decision i don't know i you know, i was a little disappointed by the fight i thought we were going to see a little bit more i thought we were going to say a ko but um, the next three fights did not disappoint in the slightest the next one was the welterweight bout so this one had neil magny versus mike mollett oh and then sorry i forgot to give you guys the our prediction our score prediction for the last one so i said chris curtis second round knockout so carlos agreed with that but we did not get that. Obviously, like I just stated, it was a BS split decision. So next one with Neil Magny and Mike Mollat. I was convinced Mike was going to win. Carlos also agreed with that. And um, he was. He was definitely winning almost that entire fight, in my opinion. He went the first two rounds really dominating, really doing well. I think it was near the second round at the very end that we kind of started to see him get a little bit gassed. But he was still putting up a really good fight. And then the third round came and it changed everything so neil actually went for a good takedown and then mike mallet switched it and then did a leg or a, a step over tripped him and then that's kind of where it went downhill for mike so neil was able to stand up and then mike got an ankle which then he tried to do an ankle lock and where carlos and i are guessing that he pretty much just used most of his tank just right there which then allowed Magny to dominate the rest of the fight. I think he Neil really proved himself to be the long-run fighter, showing that his tank definitely outworked Mike for sure. Neil Magny won this fight via TKO at 4 minutes and 45 seconds, which is insane. The ref stepped in, stopped it. Mike was just on the ground taking a beating, which is crazy. I don't think I've... I don't remember the last time I... I saw a fight where there was this much ground and pound Neil was just on top of him beating him up so that was crazy to see very uh very good fight but yeah disappointed to say the least I thought Mike Mallett was gonna make some waves in the welterweight division but Neil Magny's here to stay man he's a he's a good fighter he's a vet and uh I appreciate him he definitely stopped the hype train and that's what he said he was gonna do so power to him and he uh he walked out victorious all right now to our co-main and our main event We've got Raquel Pennington versus Myra Buena Silva. This fight was weird. It was weird, man. Carlos and I both 
had two differing opinions on this. Carlos said that Raquel was going to win, and I said Buena Silva was going to win. Buena Silva's striking ground game just seemed levels above, in my opinion, from Raquel. However, <laughs> the, that fight went nothing like anybody thought it was going to go, I believe. Raquel ended up winning this fight via unanimous decision. Even though she was not favored to win, they went the full five rounds, and it was weird. I, I keep saying that, but it was weird in the sense that we thought we were going to see a little bit better IQ, fight IQ from either fighter. Myra continued to state that she was the better fighter. She was a smarter fighter, and we all thought we were going to see that in the ring, but Myra seemed to think that her clinch was the smartest thing to do. I swear she clinched probably about a thousand times during that fight, which was crazy. And Raquel continued to play into that game, even though when she would step away, when she would use her striking, she started piecing up Myra pretty bad. There was a, there was a moment in time there in the second round where Raquel pushed Myra off and she started really laying in some good jabs, some good hooks and putting in some good combos. And I genuinely thought that was when the fight was going to end, but then it ended up going the full five rounds. And it was partly to do with Raquel's game plan. It was a, it was very weird, horrible fight IQ, horrible tactic to try and continue the clinch, try and continue to do some weird ground game. There was a point in time in the third round, I believe, where Raquel was on top for a good three minutes and she almost had a choke in, but just would not let go of the control. If she would have just moved over to the side, put the arm over, she would have had that win. But again, it's just the the lack of IQ, fight IQ, I guess, to, to say the least. So yeah, very weird fight, but props to Raquel for winning that fight. Carlos got that uh, in the bag and uh, yeah, very weird fight. Alrighty, so now to move on to the last card. Sean Strickland versus Drickus, Drisk, Drickus Duplices. This fight was crazy, man. I was very surprised, very pleased with it too. I think it was probably one of the best main event fights that we've had in a while, especially considering it was pretty, uh, pretty, like, I don't know, like a, a title fight usually doesn't go like this. Usually it's pretty level and very calibrated because they're two very high, highly skilled fighters. Sean Strickland being a champion, he wants to go in there. He wants to take his time, understand Duplicy's fighting style. And Duplicy's is fighting for a title. He wants to go in there and take it easy as well. Or sorry, not take it easy, but he doesn't want to go into it guns a blazing. He needs to understand Sean's fighting style as well and see what he can do to improve through his game through the rounds. And that is essentially exactly what he did. Um, I think he did go in a little bit aggressive, which I was surprised by. I remember mentioning to Carlos that it was odd because most of the time you see a title fight and both fighters are just gauging each other for the first round. Usually the first round is like a gauge round. You know, you, you find out what the fighters like, what they're going to do, how they're going to react to your fights, your, your takedown attempts, whatever that might be. And it was like the complete opposite this time. Duplices came in and he kind of was just on the gas the entire time, which seemed very odd. And Strickland also, I guess, was just playing defense the first round or two. I mean, but that's what you do as a, as a, uh, a champion. You know, you, you don't want to lose your belt, but you also want to put in a good fight for people. And that's what they ended up doing. They stood most of the time. There wasn't much taking down the two. They're... I think there's four takedowns throughout the fight and that was all duplices and yeah there was complete another beating of faces and 
It was a great fight. Sean, after the fight, stated, so, sorry, forgot to say, Duplices did actually win via split decision. Um, so that's awesome. Both Carlos and I uh, said that he was going to win, but we thought it was going to be via knockout or submission. Now we have our first South African-born UFC champ. So that's awesome to hear. But yeah, Sean stated after the fight that there was some some head clash or head butt during the third round, I believe. He was bleeding pretty heavily from the left side of his eye. However, looking through the fight and some of the replays, you can clearly see when the eye was cut and it was due to an overhand right from Duplices as Sean was trying to evade some strikes. But I may be wrong. Maybe I'm I'm not really looking in the right spot, but that's just the only time that I was able to see where he may have gotten cut. I think that was a game changer for sure. Carlos and I were talking after the fights, just trying to figure out like, oh man, what, what went wrong for Sean? Because he was landing some very important jabs throughout the fight. He had Duplices, almost both of his eyes were closed. He was landing very good jabs throughout the fight, and we thought he was going to win, but obviously it didn't go that way, and I think that was the game changer. You know, that that split that came to the left side of his eye really started to affect his vision on the left side, and it made it difficult for him to keep his composure and continue to fight the way he was. So congrats to Duplices. He put on a great game, and he uh, came out victorious with a fight of the night awarded to him. So we'll look forward to seeing him put on his next or his very first title defense. Uh, he stated last night in the post presser that he would like to see Izzy back in the cage in a lot more uh, aggressive manner. But he said uh, that UFC 300 does sound good to him. Obviously, he's not going to rush it. If you guys look at uh, post fight pictures of him, he's pretty beat up. But, I mean, it is a couple of months. Maybe he can be ready by then. And he he made a direct call out to Izzy, kind of hinting that he wanted him to, to be that, that main event. But we'll see what happens with that. I think it would be very exciting to see Duplices fight again soon against Izzy. Uh, I just don't think it's interesting to see these fights and how they play out because Sean Strickland put on a clinic against Izzy, and he beat him up fair and square. He won that fight really good. Really good game plan by uh, Strickland, but I do not think Duplices can go in and beat the likes of Israel Desanya. I think Duplices' game plan was very erratic, and I don't believe that he has the structure to be able to fight somebody with such high striking ability as Israel Desanya. Mind you, Strickland has laid out the, I guess, plan. You know, he's laid out the tools to be able to beat, beat Izzy at his own game. But I think Izzy learn, is a very fast learner and he understands where he went wrong in that fight and how to, I guess, combat it. One really cool thing that I think uh, Duplices was able to do throughout that fight last or this last weekend was change his game plan throughout. He was, again, pretty erratic in the beginning, but throughout the, the fight, he was adjusting. And it was amazing to see what he, his fighting style was from round one versus round four. It was crazy. I don't think I've ever seen a fighter be able to do something like that as well. And yeah, props to him. I think he did great, but he has some pretty exciting things coming, coming uh, these next few months, guys. We've got UFC 298 coming up soon. 299 and obviously 300 dana white did hint last this last weekend for the post fight presser that he's going to release some news soon hopefully that comes this week and we'll be able to hear 
what he's got in store for us for the main event on UFC 300. But yeah, guys, that's all we've got for this this last main event. We hope you guys also were able to enjoy the fights and listen to it. If not, you can uh, refer to the podcast. But yeah, this is uh, MMA Amigos. Don't forget, give us a follow on Instagram. We've got that set up now, MMA Amigos on Instagram. We'll get you guys a email to shoot us shoot us emails or, or Facebook here soon. But yeah, we hope to catch you guys on the next main event and we'll uh we'll continue to keep posting some cool uh cool new news and whatnot regarding the uh MMA world. But for now guys, this is Gabe and you've got MMA Amigos. Yeah.